Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Coming to a head What say we lay this slide of bed And I need to rest my weary eyes But I can't seem to sing myself to sleep It's that ugly time of year again When I see its buoyancy, I'll breathe easy. Said then done. I'm walking on sea legs. I'm walking on sea legs. This is all coming to a head What say we lay this slide of bed And I need to rest my weary eyes But I can't seem to sing myself to sleep It's that ugly time of year again This is all coming to a head 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 
this is all coming to a head this is all coming to a head this is all coming to a head this is all coming to a head What say we lay this slide of bed? And I need to rest my weary eyes, but I can't seem to sing myself to sleep. It's that ugly time of Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the uh, Wurundjeri people. Oh, start that again. Terrible. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and/or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in from whichever lands you are on, and we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded, and that reconciliation is very much an ongoing process in which we all play a part. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show today, um, as there always is, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line, and look for posts on Facebook, my page Sally Goldner, and out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne, and remember any opinions I express on the show are definitely my own, and that's going to be a definite in the second half, which leads to content notes um, in later in the show, definitely some of those. So um, QLife, including switchboard 1-800-184-527, Rainbow Door 1-800-729-367. In terms of an issue of the week, very hard to um, ignore that, so need to discuss it. Um, and I'll give you a content note um, for when that segment comes up. However, in the first half of the show, something far more pleasant, enjoyable, which we just got a hint of to open up, um, a track called Coming to a Head, and um, that was performed by local trans artist Jules Evans, and Jules is on the line. Jules, welcome to 3CR. Thanks, Sally. It's good to be on, on the air with you today. A pleasure. And can I just start, start by asking a couple of things, if it's okay to ask um, <clears throat> if um, which pronouns you use, if any, and also checking in as to which Aboriginal lands you may be on. I'm in Nam at the moment. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Thanks so much, and um, welcome again to all our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. And, of course, welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. Remember, if you want to write into the show, you can do so to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Um, Jules, we just heard from your track coming to you heard your track coming to a head. It's part of a new release, um, you know. That's perhaps been well. It has been a long time in the making. 
tell us where it all started. Um, you know, this um, the gestation. Um, I will think in the old days it'd be called an EP. Tell us about where it all started. Right. Yeah. So I've just had to like write this all down so I can figure out the timing of everything because it was yeah quite a while ago that we started the project. Um, so I went into the studio at Love Shack, uh, which is based in Footscray, mm-hmm. in for the first time in August of 2016. And yeah, so we just did the singing and the guitar for like the first track of the release. And then it was like after five months and then after another three months and three months that we went back and did the singing for the other four songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we completed that at the end of 2017 and then went back and put all the other instruments in and, yeah, went about completing it. So, yeah, and the, the whole idea was to kind of capture the voice change that I was having on testosterone. Yeah, well, that that fits in, um, you know, sort of very, very nicely to, you know, obviously while you're on this program, but I think it is a really important thing. And it's, I think, you know, I, I part of me is saying, you know, how, how would you describe, how do you feel about doing that, um, you know, voice change, having those recordings, which um, were recorded over a period of time between August 2016 and November 2017. Um, how does it feel for you to do that? And um, I'll keep that question very open. Well, uh, the first thing I can think of is at the time it was, um, I knew that I really wanted to get the recordings, but it was really frustrating um, to be trying to sing, to sing the songs because it was hard to reach the notes and like we had to keep changing the keys that everything was in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and in... So I play in some other bands and do harmonies with a few friends. And, yeah, that was really frustrating too because I would go to, you know, shoot for a note and it wouldn't come out the way that it always had come out. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it was annoying. Um, But I'm really glad that we got it um, all recorded, yeah, from that time. And... Yeah, I think it's been long enough now that I can see it kind of more from what it for what it is rather than kind of being in the situation. Yeah, what what how's your viewpoint sort of in that sense changed over time? Uh how, sorry, how's my So, wife? you know, you said that you can now see it um, for what it is, is that you know the sort of the same as what it was when you recorded roughly five years ago, um, five or six years ago, or has something shifted in how you're looking at the recordings and the songs? Um, I think that just like the the struggle and the frustration is kind of gone, and it's almost like a I'm sure you've heard this lots of times before, but just like hearing a different person. Mm. Um, yeah, rather than all the things that are attached with transition and, yeah, when you're just starting to go through all that. Yeah, no, look, I I can understand that. Um, you know, another way to put that, um, to put, if I can, um, from 
you know, something that I've experienced is I sometimes think the first part of my life feels like a, a sort of distant dream or I'm trying to look at photos of me, not that I have a lot of them from that first part, seems strange as well. So, there, you know, that distance um, can make a difference on how we, will say, see, hear, feel um, about ourselves in trans and gender diverse worlds. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we opened up um, with, well, it's the track from, that was recorded in December, the vocal recording in December 16, Coming to a Head. Um, if you want to, tell us a bit about, um, you know, words, lyrics, music, um, vocals for um, for that one. Yeah, so that's a song, basically, uh, I wrote it kind of in the tail end of a relationship. Uh, and I guess it's just about sort of uh, calling it, <laughs> as you'd say, and just, yeah, just confronting everything that's kind of built up and, like, every, you know, you um, you build all these lies to kind of say that the relationship is still good, it's still going, um, yeah, but at some point you've just got to call it and kind of about that and getting ready to kind of move away from it. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm uh, just thinking about the vocals for that one. I think it was, there's one particular bit halfway through the song where I remember I could only just get up to the note that I wanted. Uh, and it was kind of a case of my voice was getting really tired in the studio um, and we just, yeah, we kept the best recordings, which were kind of from when I just started singing that day. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it sort of takes us, um, we'll say behind the scenes of a re- the recording process a bit that, um, you know, there are some artists who, um, from days gone by who used to be able to do things in one take and, um, of course, it just ain't quite that easy by a long shot. Um, yeah. And um, um, was very much, and is very much, you know, sort of a process where you've sort of got to do a few takes and then I am no expert, but, um, you know, then maybe you've got to try to, um, well, cut and cut and paste and splice various bits from various takes and hopefully get it all um, together in the best version for the release. Yeah. 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 Tell us about a few of the, you've got five songs on Gestation, um, which you can find on Bandcamp while we mention it. Um, And so I'll just sort of do one at random here because you've got, um, and I wish we could play all of them today, but um, certainly play um, some of the others next week and on future shows. Crying on Takeoff featuring Jade Stevens. Tell us a bit about that one. Uh, All right, that one... um... I wrote it uh, as a duet originally, but I was going to be, when my voice was higher, I was going to be singing the part that Jade's singing in the in the recording, uh-huh. um, and I was going to get a friend to sing the other parts, and yeah, then I ended up swapping it around and going with the deeper one for myself. Um and it's a song that's about when I moved over here from Perth. Uh, and it was really 
Um, I laugh about it now, but at the time it was super hectic. There was a lot going on, um, and I felt like I just needed to escape there. And it's funny because Jade Stevens, who's my friend, uh, who sings in the track, she's also lived in Perth for a long time and moved over here as well. Um, So it's kind of like... A little bit of common ground, pretty much with anyone who's ever moved over here from Perth, which there seems to be a few of us. Um, yeah, and so we added in like the drums and cello and stuff, which really I think adds to the kind of the darkness of the song, gets it to come across. Yeah, and. Crying on takeoff was that, and if I can ask literally about sort of your feelings as you got on the, the plane after you'd packed up wherever you were hopefully living in Perth and sort of heading yeah. over here? Yeah, yeah, I still, I distinctly remember the feeling of like, you know, when you take off on an aeroplane and you're, uh, the part where your stomach kind of drops out and it's um, like an intense tummy feeling. But that just, yeah, that brought on the emotions that I was going through at the time. And then, so every time I would fly anywhere after that, which pre-COVID was quite a bit, um, yeah, it would kind of trigger those same exact feelings to come up again. Yeah. Oh, look, fair enough. Um, You know, sort of... um yeah, it's um, certainly, um, you know, sort of um, can be an intense time. And, um, yeah, sort of, um, of course, you do have, um, as well as yourself, and the, um, as you said, the EP was recorded at Love Shack Studios. Footscray and Bandcamp describes it as, quote, largely a folk composition written on acoustic guitar and featuring the usual band instruments, plus cello, violins, rich harmonies, and an accordion as things start getting darker. So this is, I think, welcome to see because um, queer musicians often, or queer artists in music, sometimes get shoved into the, we all have to do dance music. Um, but, you know, was there a, you know, was there just a reason, you know, what sort of thing can you describe what it is that drives you to more folk-oriented music and sort of um, storytelling type of songs? Um, yeah, I, so I started writing and playing guitar when I was a teenager and Missy Higgins was around in the charts a lot. Um, and I really, like, I had a lot of different influences like punk music and uh, heavier stuff and classical music and stuff, but it was really that kind of style that showed that you know, someone, a young person, and, yeah, I was presenting as female at the time, could go and just play a guitar and just sing and be heard. Um, So it really comes back to that. It's, yeah, it's where it all started. So that's my natural kind of way to go about writing a song is to just pick up the acoustic guitar and, yeah, see what happens. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it just it just shows that some form of visibility, um, 
now, even if it's not exactly the same as who we are, but in your case, the style, the style of music gave you that sense of, visible, we'll say, connection um, to find something more in yourself, which is really, really good as well. Um, and um, now there's five tracks on um, Gestation, and let's just um, pick out another, another one, um, Sun on My Back. Right. Um, this is one that I only kind of wrote uh, more, like, most recently and just before going in to record it. Uh, and just trying to think of it, I um, took myself on a road trip. It's kind of, it was around the same time when it was that tail end of that relationship and I just felt like I needed to get away. I was like just starting testosterone and I felt like it was just a really big uh, time period of change for me. And so I took myself away for three days and drove up to Coffs Harbour and just stayed by myself for a couple of days. Um, and sort of reflected. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that complicated of a song, but yeah, it was necessary at the time. No, look, we we do need those retreats. I I can just, for what it's worth, I totally affirm that sort of getting away, peace and quiet, nature, those sorts of things. Said this show, which is surrounded by out of the blue, covering marine news and freedom of species, all things animal, which is pretty close to nature as well. I can very very much relate to that. So. Um, you know, um, definitely need that in Coffs Harbour, um, a very, well, pretty beautiful place as I remember it from some years ago when I passed through. Um, so, yeah, very, very welcome. Now, you've got an album launch coming up, um, which we've got to, got to mention as well. Um, and that is, if today, as we go to live to air, is Sunday the 11th, that means it is Thursday. Tell us about um, the, al- the um, album or EP launch. Yep, so it's this Thursday, it'll be at Cactus Room in Thornbury. Um, I'll be playing with full band, so with drums, bass, guitars, harmonies and cello. Um, it's 20 bucks or $15 concession, and the support acts are going to be Hannah and Kate um, and Queenie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's all the info. Doors will open at 7 o'clock, but um, the music will start a little bit later than that. Sensational. So 7pm at Cactus Room, which is at 614 High Street, um, Thornbury. Um, and you can get your tickets at um, buytickets.at Jules Evans, which I'll put a link to that into the podcast um, and also pop it under today's posts, um, which is really, really awesome. And, you know, well, after that, we come to silly season. But apart from that, what next? Um, what's next for the life of, of Jules in all aspects, in including music? Um, next year, uh, I have an album in the works that I recorded in lockdown. So, yeah, that'll be as soon as this thing is launched and out there, 
um, we're moving straight on to that. So, yeah. Never keep that creative process going, which is really, really awesome. Um, yep, look, much needed, um, Jules. I think it's great from my, to see trans artists of any sort out there and across, from across, we'll say, the trans and gender diverse kaleidoscope, um, all genres of music. It gives us a sense of connection. But most of all, um, the thing that came across to me listening to the songs and listening again last night is these are songs from a space of heart and authenticity. And I think we really, really need that so much, not just in music and arts, but everywhere. And so I think that, um, you know, it's really, really welcome that you've um, recorded this. And all I can say is keep going and keep us at 3CR here in touch. And um, we'll make sure that, um, well, at least this program, I can't speak for any others, but I'm pretty sure that our other queer programs would um, love to play your stuff as well so just please keep in touch with us and um all the best for the launch and a safe and happy season i suppose we have to say at this time of year absolutely thanks sally thank you so much have a good one jules jules evans um talking about his ep um being um the um, ep gestation which you can get on Bandcamp. Um, and buy on there, and there is a a vinyl, the big, the big, the big vinyl CD, but no CD. Um, so, um, of course, in this day and age of digital, and it's only oldies like me who want CDs. Anyway, let's have a listen to another track from Jules, being Social Cues, and then we'll have a track which will lead us into the second half of the show, and I'll give the content note after that um, second track and some messages. You're on Out of the Pan on 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. I've been missing them, social cues again. I've been busy wishing I was who I used to be, but I'll be back, I'm not. Missing home, I just need some time on my Knew so much more than I Did so much more than I Just hit a wall, now I'm nothing at all And I was hoping I could cope with all the stones that throw me Just a little bit better, a little bit Better, just a little bit better, a little bit better. Cause I've been missing them social cues again. I've been busy wishing I was who I used to be, but I'll be back. I'm not missing home, I just need some time on my own. Well, I've been hiding. I like to call it driving through the misty mornings Where have I gone? And the fog is like the blanket that's been pressing down on me For a little too long, a little too long Cause I've been missing them Social cues again I've been busy wishing I was who I used to be I'll be back, I'm not missing home I just need some time on my own 
I've been missing them Social cues again I've been busy wishing I was who I used to be But I'll be back, I'm not missing home I'll be back, I'm not missing home I just need some time on my own Without a postcard Shit! 
looking for an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription, you can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card, and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Hello, my name is Ana Maria Tijoux. I'm a musician, composer from Chile. And I would like to say thank you to this uh, space of community radio and and to give the opportunity like to have different news and music and to put another perspective in this world that is so crazy in another step of violence but I think it's so important to make another vision about what is happening so thank you and say thank you particularly to the Mujeres Latinoamericanas and this show, thank you 3CR 855 AM 3CR Digital 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, with Sally. First broadcast noon through one every Sunday afternoon, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Thanks for your company. I've got to thank the crew from Out of the Blue, um, diving deep for marine and related news, and they had their tips on a sustainable um, Christmas for Christmas shopping and Christmas meals um, this week. And they also said how they want to get out into the nature. We should get out into nature more. I did that yesterday. I went on went on the by bushwalk, um, which was quite awesome, up in Sherbrooke Forest. No, I didn't run into Robin Hood or Little John. No, that's another Sher Forest. Um, so thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue. And, um, of course, coming up at 1 o'clock um, on the environmentalish front, I've been informed by the lovely peeps from Freedom of Species that their show today, um, it'll be a, with, um, a live show today with Project Fresh Start, a not-for-profit organisation that provides plant-based meals made from rescued fruit and vegetables. So tune in to that until 1. And prior to the messages, we had two tracks. Um, we heard the second track from Jules Evans, um, album uh, EP, Gestation, and that was Social Cues. And we had Midnight Oil Brave Faces, which is where I lead into where I raise content notes for uh, mention of intensity, queerphobia and fascism. So if, listeners, there is something triggering in that, um, you know, sort of listen when you are ready, take, you know, activate defence mechanisms or support mechanisms or whatever. But I think we can't avoid the news of the week. And I try very hard on this show to only... Put in news that is, let's say, um, more, you know, sort of community-based and tries to look at things in an uplifting way. But we can't avoid some things because there was an issue during the week. If you have not heard, um, a um, drag event for young people at the Pride Centre ended up having to be postponed due to threats from fascists. Now, before I go any further, let's just be fair, this is... Uh, an issue that can raise passions and emotions, which is why I gave the intensity warning. And there are fair arguments, you know, on all angles as to cancelling or or to postponing, to be precise, and not um, postponing. And I very much accept that it's all or nothing and um, all those sorts of things. So I come come at this discussing this issue from that perspective. First of all, 
trying to give, um, we'll say, I'll split this into two parts. First of all, trying to look at both sides of the coin, then giving my own personal opinions. The argument for postponing the event was that the safety of young people was at risk. And that is at least a fair argument. We may have to make sure we protect young, you know, um, have a duty of care to young people, those sorts of things. That's a fair call. Um, is certainly the case. There could have been um, damage of various sorts had things got out of control. The other side of the coin is that um, if you cave into these sorts of people, um, words I use, give people like that a millimetre, um, they'll take an Earth's circumference. And what about the principle of the thing? And so there are definitely uh, um, arguments on both sides. And as I say, it's not an easy one. I'd also say there, I wasn't obviously on the inside of the decision-making process. There may well be things I don't know about this that um, perhaps haven't been released for public consumption for whatever reason. People didn't think to. Maybe people didn't want to startle people. I don't know. But um, I can only go on the information we have. So um, news broke early in the week um, that um, extremists were going to, um, you know, pose some sort of negativity, my words, to this event at the Pride Centre put on by City of Stonington Youth um, involving a drag performer and storytelling. And when the threat seemed to escalate on around Wednesday night, Thursday, the decision was made about early Thursday afternoon to postpone. And a number of people still went down to the Pride Centre just in case people were turning up thinking it was going to be on to make sure people were safe and well done to all those people who were able to get down there at relatively short notice. Um, There's some good, um, um, you know, sort of um, clips on Twitter and um, you can see them on my Facebook page, not under today's post. I've kept, apart from the today's post, I've decided to keep all the stuff about this in one thread to minimise triggering, Um, but... um, queers and supporters chanting you're always safe in Melbourne and then chanting something else, something else afterwards to the um, sort of um, extremists across the road and well done to that. So there's sort of what happened and as I say there are genuine arguments, fair reasonable arguments on each, on each, on each viewpoint but I got to thinking about this event and this is where I move more into my own opinions I went back to when I was in Russia just over seven years ago. Um, I was approached to be a juror on the, for the as it's called in Russia, LGBT film festival, um, Boka Bok, meaning side by side in English, and I duly went over there. And as someone who'd grown up, you know, didn't come out till 1995 when things were somewhat safer physically in Melbourne, I'd never really perhaps experienced... Um, mass systemic queer phobia in that in that way one incident struck me um the queer the the equivalent of the queer film festival in st petersburg unlike melbourne's queer film festival where most of the events can um, do take place at one venue being acme in federation square for safety reasons the russian film festival has to move its venue around and even though there are printed copies of the program um you know they do that for safety reasons and they're very careful about that understandably and you know there of course since 2000 since 2013 in Russia there have been these so-called 
anti-propaganda laws about LGBT and young people, which I will add, and this is relevant, come to why in a second, um, was strengthened or worsened, I should say, in the last week in that it's now all ages, which is quite a frightening situation. But the incident that came out for me when I was there was one night we went to what had been seen a friendly place, and it largely was. The place was a co-working space for an arts cooperative, and the tenants were naturally very happy to have us there. However, when the landlords had found out that we, uh, who we were, um, they played nasty and turned the power off on the fourth floor, or the fifth floor where we were. And so there we all were sort of standing in the dark and it just did seem a bit scary at the time. And I hadn't really experienced anything like that. I faced very difficult things here personally, and I mean really difficult things, and I'm not going to over-trigger and go into detail of those difficult things. And it was upsetting. However, the innovative nature of the um, um, organisers, they were prepared for these sorts of things and dare I say just to add a little bit of humor into this situation in true roadrunner and coyote style they found a huge power extension lead ran it down to the fourth floor where the power was still on so they were able to plug in the um, projector and laptop which had the film on and we just had a discussion interestingly and again relevant about toxic masculinity um, which we're going to have afterwards we just had that before with dare I say again a little bit of humour in true Australian crawl style we held our phone lights up um, the boys light up and the girls and the non-binary people and then once the film was set up we watched the film and I got to thinking during the week if they can deal with that in St Petersburg or could at that time why couldn't our event go ahead and I therefore in my heart soul and conscience think that it was not the right call to postpone the event and there's a few factors here we you know this was an event on private premises now there's been reports of these of drag events in public parks being we'll say negatively impacted to some degree by these sorts of protesters but this is private space yet an event in private space couldn't go ahead now i'm of jewish background if this had been some sort of threat by extreme right-wingers to a Jewish event, would the results have been the same? Oh, must go ahead. So I can't help wondering whether there's a double standard here. We have to ask that our police, who we ask to march with it, who are allowed to march with us in uniform at Pride March because they're part of the community and they're showing their support, couldn't they protect our Pride Centre? Um, you know, is that really the way to go about it? What happened to the old adage, oh, police will run into a burning building to save you? Um, well, you know, yet they, what, they're going to be yelled at by some fascists? Um, not a good look. And um, also there's an analogy that's come up during the week. We arrest a protester who um, blocks one lane of traffic and put that person in jail for months, but we can't protect an innocent, illegal event um, on private property something's not right here it's not sitting right at all with me and you know there seems to and i also have to ask where are the politicians and allies who are very quick to come and march in pride march have they not condemned this i did notice that the previous event that was um, as i say negatively impacted in a public park full credit to our minister for equality here in victoria harriet shing 
um, who's a great who's a member of our communities and condemned that. But why has there been silence this week? Um, where are our allies who are quick to go on about allyship? Where were they this week? And it does remind me of the famous early 20th century saying by Martin Niemoller, the Lutheran pastor, who, um, you know, and I'll adapt his saying um, to say, and I'll put it in the third person, first they came for the drag queens, but no one defended the drag queens. Then they came for the trans people who defended the trans, and when the gay and lesbians were come for, who was defending them? And I just think that this has not been a good precedent. I've noticed this over many years. You give people who who do extreme toxic masculinity a millimetre, they'll take an earth circumference, and I think we've got to get whatever we've given back very, very quickly. I wish I could have been down there, and I'll go further. I wish I could have been down there in drag, but I don't know how to do drag makeup. So if someone wants to teach me, or um, we can do some sort of quid pro quo for a drag drag makeover, when this event does go ahead, I will be back down there. Um, Kay Fabie, um, to use a wrestling drag name, um, go look that up, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E, will be there. And well done to the people who went down there. And I do want to say that this has now put the relevant drag performer um, sort of, you know, they're not being paid now, so I'll put a crowdfunding link um, into under the comments for today's posts and into um, the podcast link here. Um, but I do have to bring in something else. I just wonder whether we've taken what I call managerialism in our communities too far. You know, managerialism is a combination of corporatization, bureaucratization and politicization. But was this a decision of principle? And there'll be a line on that in the next song from Shane Howard. Um, I, I think this started with how the marriage equality campaign happened. We were doing good community work. I remember in 2013, we had a whole range of input into the federal anti-discrimination law, the the amendments to the Sex Discrimination Act, which gave us national protection, and we got a pretty high standard overall. So what changed? Suddenly in 2016, our lobbying and advocacy became corporatised and not connected into grassroots of community and missed a lot of viewpoints and perspectives. Diversity it's well noted that diversity of viewpoints gives a good range of outcomes, but that's not just diversity in terms of cis and trans or trans men, trans women, non-binary or gay, lesbian, bi, heterosexual. It's about listening to a range of progressive viewpoints, more cautious ones and balancing them up. And I just wonder if we're doing that. And this managerialism that started during the yes campaign seems to have gone on and on. I know for a fact that there was a conscious decision to throw people under the bus by the Yes campaign. It's been said to my face. Um, I have from two sources that there was a decision to abandon trans people again during this year's federal election. It seemed anything to do with gender is being left out. And I'm sorry, I just think this is a problem. So there's my thoughts. Tear me to shreds if you want. No, seriously, let's have constructive discussion. If you think there's something I've logically missed, let me know. Um, if, you, if you agree, let me know. Um, you know, and we'll come back with your comments. Um, you know, so um, I think that um, you know we need to discuss this. 
and look at where our community is. And I just want to say last week, um, I was part of an, an event down at the Pride Centre called for 50th anniversary of Gay Lib. And I this was on the panel with people who were part of the early HIV and gay movements. And there was just that sense of community. It's not feeling like it's there as much in the last few years. And I think we've got to get it back. There's my thoughts. Let's have a listen to a track called Shane, from Shane Howard from his second solo album, River. Listen to a line at the end of the first verse of this song, Heart of My Country, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Blow down empty roads Carried on the wind Travel round the country Then return again From a place standing still Feel them touch my soul Does anybody make decisions Of conscience anymore? Listen to Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm to 2am for classic country artists like Hank Williams, Moon Mullican, Lefty Bazell, Hank Snow and many more. Remember, Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm only on 3CR. And do it off your style. 
Sorry to cut Shane Howard um, short, <clears throat> but are running out of time on the show today. And once again, Freedom of Species coming up at one o'clock um, with um, Project Fresh Start, a not-for-profit organisation that provides plant-based meals for from rescued fruit and vegetables. Have had a comment in from um, awesome listener Kayleen. It says, quote, um, I agree, the Sally, the event should have gone ahead and the police should have done their job by protecting us. There are so many precedents that show inaction is what allows evil to flourish unchecked. Yeah, totally. I'm pretty much with you on that. Um, and, um, yep, um, you know, what was the Pride Centre worried about? A two millimetre scratch on the window or something? Is that the sort of managerialism we're talking about? And, um, you know, um, was it all about risk management? As I say, what about principle as per Shane Howard's song, Heart of My Country? Um, Kayleen's also considering sending a message to local state MP and has given the OK to read this out. The success of far-right violent extremism in shutting down a youth pride event at our Pride Centre. This is, I'm quoting Kayleen here, is gravely disturbing not only to myself but many others in the community. Given the powerful presences at things like anti-mining protests, why could not adequate protection be provided for this event? Given the brilliant stance of the Andrews government on LGBTIQA plus matters for so many years, this is quite jarring, although I note it may be consistent with bias shown by a number of mostly mid-level police have been may, may have been making operational decisions on this matter. Um, running very short on time, Kayleen, but um, I think you've touched, you know, I'm right on the bullseye there on a number of points. Um, here is a peaceful event on private premises. The police couldn't protect us. Were they worried about being yelled at or something? Yeah, not so good. Um, anyway, just got to wrap up the show um, very quickly. Um, some nice things happened during the week. Um, I picked up my three Pets of 3CR calendar. You can too. Now, there's a sustainable gift that supports the community at this time of year. Get yours um, and get them quickly before um, to allow for postage before silly season um, or um, see if you can arrange um, to come and pick them up here perhaps. Um, you can get them um, um, on our 3CR's Shopify site. And also a lovely event during the week, the 3CR Volunteer Awards Night. Great to see so many 3CR peeps and friends there, people I hadn't seen in ages. And well done to 3CR legend Robbie Thorpe for picking up two awards. So, yes, a busy day yesterday, a trans family committee meeting, um, a bushwalk, as I mentioned, for an hour and a half. And then I decided to get off my little bunsies and go down to the Union Hotel and listen to some country music. Um, it was the new album released for Rich Webb. Only on vinyl at this stage, you know, those big vinyl CDs. So I picked up Rich's CD from 2018 called Le Rayon Vert. Um, and Rich Webb, not to be confused with the nasty cousin Dark Webb. Boom, boom. Um, anyway, here's some country music. And thanks to Joe for pointing me out towards the Rich Webb launch. It was really, really good. Joe from 3CR, one of the, me, the team behind the scenes who is our music programming coordinator and fields all the music requests and does great stuff. So take it out today with this track. Stray Horse Canyon. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Kids are called 
and buy those glasses. Like 8 a.m. workers, well, it tastes like the spirit of those whose life is flagging. That's what you get in Stray Horse Canyon. Giddy up, slow down, bottoms up, you're round. Well, before it all, it been a mule. A brick is made, a laborer's tool. I found George and Gisela, the blue cellar coats, and their white wine and splash, like hella flow. With a nose to the breeze, you don't need no traveling companion. There's plenty of friends already there in Straight Hearts Canyon. Slow down, bottoms up, you're round. So you ride on in and scope it all out. Wheeling and dealing, sublime and devout. You see the next one is leaving, and I'm around him. Then you're back on again, all on a whiskey and gin. Nose to the breeze This ain't no place for gambling That's how it goes In straight Hawks Canyon Giddy Slow down Bottoms up You're round 